country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. It's two o'clock. When you hear the trippy music, you know it's time for Some Call Me Tim. Oh, very exciting. Today we have an amazing guest. Uh, We have a photographer in our midst, an artist. I also believe she's a comedian, everybody. It's Christina Davis. Katrina Davis. I'm sorry. Katrina, Katrina, Katrina Davis. Hi, welcome to Some Call Me Tim. Hi, thank you for having me. Awesome. Uh, This is a show where we talk about what people believe in because I, in this time of, um, gosh, you know, it's what's going on right now in the world. Everyone's talking about religion and yet no one seems to be religious. So I'm intimately interested in like what people, their own specific personal moralities, where their belief system comes from, what they believe in and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So uh, I usually start the show out with... Hmm. Do you believe in Jesus? No. Do you not believe in him as a mythological person or as a, do you believe he never existed? Like, I mean, is he a historical character or is he just? I think, I want to say historical character. Honestly, I haven't delved too much into the Bible um, or anything like that. I'm not a history buff and I feel like the more I talk, the more I make myself look worse. But I haven't really done too much research on him as a person or him as Jesus, but um, I would, I mean, I wouldn't argue that he wasn't a real person. I'm sure he was, probably. Right. Um, but you don't believe in that whole Jesus yeah, Christ, Lord and Savior, as, yeah. forgiving your sins, dying on the cross, mm-hmm. Son of God stuff. Yeah, I don't believe in that. Uh, do you have any traditional religious beliefs? Uh, I guess it depends on what you consider traditional. I mean, now in 2017, New Age is more traditional, I'd say, than like Christianity. Right. Um, I believe in, I've, <laughs> every time I say this, people are like, what? I believe in the universe. So cool. Basically, I believe like what you put out is what you get out. I believe that as far as morals go, you should just treat people with respect and kindness and how you want to be treated. Um, uh, one of my favorite Actually, I'm not going to say his name because this isn't his quote, but I heard this quote from him and it was basically like, don't look in your neighbor's bowl to see if, how much they have. Look uh, in to see if they have enough. That is really great. Yeah. Wow. So that's kind of my whole belief is just be good to people and also just kind of put good vibes out and they'll come back to you. Right, right, yeah. right, right. When's the last? When's the last time you had like a good vibe, like a thing where you intentionally put out good vibes so wait well, let me put it this way do okay. you intentionally put out good vibes in order to get good vibes back or is it more like you just are it's not like a 
Yeah, like I'm actively out doing good things only to get them reciprocated. Right, right, yeah, right. No, I, I mean, I think it also depends a lot on the person's personality. Um, like, honestly, I feel like you should just be good. I don't think you should expect a handout and a reward for it. Um, but I do think that if you are a good person, then you will be rewarded. But What, what not, makes a good person? Is it it's mean, the respect and just it's the respect, treating yeah, people, treating people well? And, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, just, you know, being there for other people, like not bombing countries like I oh, mean, oh yeah 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 we can make it we can make it we can make yeah, it bigger it's like a, that it's a right, really right, 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 right. spectrum of just like humanity from just like not spitting on people like the very bare minimum of kindness to like the most extreme of like violence like as long right. as you are just at least somewhere in the middle but, but what if you own stock in the tomahawk company and then you spend 33 million dollars to bomb syria well, like it, i mean that was our, our president actually owns yeah. stock in the Tomahawk and they, he chose I mean, to use Tomahawk missiles to bomb Syria last week I think no matter where you bomb people if you have stock in anything that's to kill or hurt or harm then yeah you're and you're actively aware of that not that you should invest in things that you're not aware of but if you're aware of everything and the damage that can be done with your money being put into the stock then yes you are a horrible person see now that's so funny because there are so many people that have invested in the military industrial complex that are really strict christians right yeah so how like well that makes sense because the christians and war go together right like peanut butter and jelly isn't that weird that like if you read the bible and you look at it that it's supposed to be this peaceful love your neighbor as yourself Mm -hmm. take care of others kind of more socialist Meaning, and then it becomes this: you're not like me, so I'm going to kill you. That's the thing yeah, that bugs me like the, the, the most. It's like that's basically you could be said. That could be said for a lot of things. It's okay until you disagree, and then there's an issue. Right. I had a, uh, really, a uh, uh, cool quote the other day um, <clears throat> from this uh, comedian, actually, uh, Brandon Johnson. Uh, he's one of the voices on uh, Rick and Morty too. Um, really smart guy and uh they were talking about like uh how republicans and you know everybody thinks they're helping and then he just goes yeah but don't don't judge who you help motherfucker you know like yeah you know like you don't say like oh yeah well this is a bad person so we have to help them by getting them out of here help them by yeah like you can't (laughs) like what you were saying about in regards to what you were saying about kindness earlier Mm -hmm. like yeah you can't judge who you help earlier that made me think the other day when this guy was like pissing me off asking me for money and also all this other shit and then I just like handed him a cigarette I was just like ah what a dick but here I'll help you with this (laughs) I don't even think that's wrong honestly I don't I think uh, I would say vocally judging someone is probably worse like because I don't think you could really turn off the part of you that just instinctively judges people Um, but when you start basing your way of treating someone based off personal prejudice that you've created then that's the issue right but on the same token i'm not gonna be super nice to smelly questionably housed person on the bus i'm just gonna continue to ignore them like everyone else in san francisco because i'm afraid of sometimes i'm afraid of in you know 
changing my own safety by being too nice. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, how much responsibility it. do we have to other people where when it, well, it can it can endanger us? I'm a and you too. You're a really attractive young woman. Oh, can and you say you, that again, please? If you're a really attractive young <laughs> woman, you. if you're like on the oh, bus girl. and someone interacts with you and you're trying to be nice, that can be taken as the wrong way, even though you're right. trying to. And that's the thing with women is that our niceness can be, you know, also our Achilles heel as far as just being more of a target, you know, for certain treatment. So I guess to what I'm saying is when I say be kind to people, I don't mean at the expense of your own comfort or your own safety. Right. Um, I just mean like treat people respectfully. Like if someone's talking to you, like, I mean, cause that's the thing too. Like, that's a really good point because actually I was thinking about this, like the, I was uh, like, I used to live in New York for a little bit and then dudes will talk to you and like, like they kind of demand it of you and like you're like I really like when people like men just in case you don't know when women have headphones on that's a, there's a reason for that and it's not just because they love music it's because they don't want to be bothered I will see a group of men and like you know put headphones I, I might not even be listening to music but it's just like a nice like oh she did because you have to protect male frig- fragility in order to live as a woman um which we have right because we're supposed to want every dude's dick or something is it's that like it's just like, the entitlement that men have with women's bodies every every man every type of man it's like and um i don't know i don't know like i mean i can see what you're saying about the entitlement thing but like Sometimes, like, if a girl's just nice to me, I used to back in the day, like, when I had, like, lower self-esteem, and I, mm-hmm. I would consider that, like, flirting, I'd, like, immediately get a crush. Right. Like, like, so it's, like, I had to make a rule with myself that I would never, ever hit on a girl that was working. Okay. Because she's <laughs> probably being nice to me so she doesn't get fired. Yeah. Right. And right, I mean, right, right. Could, well, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah I mean, and it could be, I mean, that's one example, but it also could be being nice is the difference between her living in that situation. Like, I... Yeah. I was just listening to a podcast my sister told me about. Um, it's called The Black Guy Who Tips. And it's, um, it's pretty funny. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a really funny podcast. He tips 20% and it freaks everybody out. He's They're like, like whoa, 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 whoa. It's a black man who tips. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's a radical Is that emotion. a stereotype that goes on that black men don't tip? That's a, Black people don't tip. Like, that's well, a stereotype. Is that really? No, they don't tip. That's, I, that's a stereotype. They're I just, didn't know that was a stereotype because my ex-husband was black and he always tipped really well. And yeah. I don't know if maybe he was trying to overcompensate. I think black for people the- who are in interracial relationships are better tippers. <laughs> I hate. Well, there's all. That's a they're thing. like they're trying to prove themselves to you exactly. every time you go out to eat. Yeah, well, you were you were saying that like you can't judge a book by, or you saying you can judge a book by its cover. Basically, we all judge people all the time. That's and what we I'm saying. We create our own stereotypes, but we do. I mean, you and you actually can judge a book by its cover. It's you can cool. learn a lot about the book I mean, by the cover. I'm not saying it's cool to judge people. I'm basically saying I think it's. Like in our, I think it's just as people, we, it's, you know, we, it's a knee jerk reaction to judge somebody. And I think that that comes from the safety thing that I was talking about. The reason that I, if I'm on the bus and I'm going to judge a questionably housed person that smells funny and I might not interact with them because I'm assuming that they might be mentally ill right they might not even be talking to me they sometimes yeah, I thought sometimes they were on I've, a phone yeah. they're not on a phone I actually do that too like especially when the bluetooth first came out oh like, god yeah and I remember this lady was like walking around a, a, we were it was at the gym and she was walking around a track 
and uh she uh was like talking to herself and i said oh i just assumed like, like she's clearly in a bluetooth and then like the lady from the gym had to come out and be like you actually have to leave because she wasn't a gym member she was just the woman talking to herself wow you can't tell but uh, basically too i just want to um clear up um what i'm saying by that is i'm not saying like in order to be a good person you have to be nice to everybody in every walk of life right. i'm saying just in general in your dealings with people sure you should be you should treat people with kindness but i don't think you know in order to make someone else happy or you know it should come at the sub it should come at the expense of your personal safety so if, if it's like i want to be a nice person so i'm going to talk to this homeless guy that no one ever talks to because you know i'm a good person even though he's like you know whatever like he looks questionable and not not homeless people people in general if there's someone sure. sketchy that you're unaf- uninformed about or you're like not sure about them like don't start a conversation with them right, i'm just saying right, people right, right. in general be kind that's basically it and that doesn't mean again putting yourself in harm's way for another for the sake of someone else right yeah good i'm glad i mean it seems kind of self-intuitive but I mean, it's but it's that thing. How much responsibility do we have toward our fellow man? Like, well, it's, how much are we supposed to help? For me, sometimes it's more knowing that people, like just citizens, are expected to help other citizens as opposed to the government. Like, you see these commercials, and it's like, donate to, like, the Veterans Fund. And I'm like, why do I have to donate to the Veterans Fund? Why does a veteran have to solicit donations right. on this shitty infomercial followed by this Sarah McClanahan dog thing? Like, why <laughs> is that the block that these men are in, or women are in? Why is that, like, why isn't the government, like, you tell these people it's their duty to go fight for their country and blah, 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 and then they do it, and then they try to... Did you hear, a while ago, I was... Uh, watching the news with my dad because he is I've gotten more into the news but at the time like he was always watching the news and I would just catch like fragments of it you know fragments of it sorry so um yeah there's there was a story about these uh, veterans and um they were the uh, the the government or the military whomever were demanding their bonuses back because they didn't finish their tour and the reason they didn't finish their tour was because they were injured like people had their legs blown off or like something horrible and the government's like yeah you know you didn't finish so we're gonna need that 5k and it was like i mean that's insane i'm like can my leg not be the deposit for the money like sure, sure. about my leg was worth 50 grand can you can you just make it a solid even and call it a day like right wow yeah so it's uh, and i see i don't believe in war anyways yeah, i just don't even I don't believe, get it i don't get it either i'm like so we have to go to other people's houses and countries and places where they live and then we have to destroy them so that we can come back in with contracts and rebuild them so that people with money can keep making more money well that's like that's what it is but like when they try to explain to you like i've never understood how the solution to something could just be to kill somebody like you know like these rebels aren't listening let's just bomb the whole country like including the people that we're supposedly trying to protect um the people from from i'm sorry the rebels from no, we're not trying to protect the rebels. Sorry, I'm trying to say. Well, either way, I mean, who are we trying? And we've been on both sides of the coin so many times. I mean, oh, yeah. when you're looking at like the Afghanistan, Russia, all that stuff, both of them have American guns because we sold guns to Russia. Oh at one yeah, point, we, we sold guns to Afghanistan. Another point, we we're sold guns to Syria. We sold guns to back in the nineties. Well, that was because the Serbians and the Croats were killing each other, and we tried to come in as like a. That was the whole Ceausescu thing and yeah, Yugoslavia becoming its off. own. And though they were just killing the people that were running. Well, yeah, they were they were they were doing. If you ask, um, remember the comedian um, 
Elvis Muich, yeah. and he's from, and they, he was from Serbia, and they said, oh, which side of the, which side of the conflict were you on? And he was mm-hmm. like, the genocide. <laughs> so, well, that's what I was gonna say. America's been on the war side more, and then they've been the. They've been the benefactors more than they've we, been. We're all we are as a benefactors. Yeah. We don't take any of the bad shit. Like we go in there and we blow shit up, and then we haven't taken like hardly any Syrian refugees at all. But that's a huge issue. And we're like, we won't take any Syrians because they're all towel-wearing Muslims or whatever. I mean, that's that we- also weird too. How people can just like, like you can like not like you can just void your reality and listen to like what someone out of touch reality is telling you about yours and then like act accordingly to like that notion that's not real like it's like for for example muslims like um you know i think the hysteria around muslims started back in you know 20 2011 or whatever I'm like 2011. I don't know. 2001. 2000. I'm yeah. 9/11. Yeah. 2001. Yeah. <laughs> it's an 11 that gets me. 2001. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. So then I don't. I I think that's where the whole Islamophobia started, and it was because we were told like these like crazy people were bombing us. Like that's the thing too. People fail to like remember how much bombing America's been doing. Like yeah. if anything, we're duped. Like you know. Well, <laughs> it's I mean, like look, an earthquake. At, look at the things that. I mean, that we look at for patriotism, like we smile and cheer with our families as the Blue Angels fly Oh, I don't. I give them two fingers in the sky. Every time the Blue Angels... What's wrong with the Blue Angels? Every time I hear them, every time I hear their noise pollution, every time one of them is in the air for an hour, it's a million dollars in gas alone. But imagine... Every single time you see it in practice, in that month in June, those five fucking days, and when those days... Every time you see that or hear that... Think about a million dollars. That's what it is. Well, yeah, and that that sparks patriotism. And no, most, no, in most people, I'm not saying you. In <sighs> okay. most people, like, not me. And but <laughs> if another country were to see those fucking planes, they'd think it was the end of their life. Yeah, they uh, cower in you know? fear. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I actually mean, a really good point. I never thought of it. Like yeah, that. it's like the things that we don't even think about. You know, like yeah. oh, there's the Blue Angels. Oh, they're being loud. That sucks. But uh, any other country would run for their fucking life if they saw those things. Uh, it's it's well, it's it's the you it's us walk wagging around our big huge american industrial complex dick yeah and just just the the whole war machine just like look at our huge fucking war machine it's so good it's so hot ah that was i was doing jack off motions for those that can't (laughs) see that on the radio it was really interesting to watch do you you talking about 9-11 there for a second do you believe that it was 2001 2011 T- yes, 20, <laughs> I'm rewriting history. I'm like, it happened like six we years did, ago. Yeah, we need to get over it. It's been six years. So, do you believe that it was an inside job? Are you a 9/11? Do you believe? Are oh, you 9/11 am I one of those truther? like conspiracy people? Were, were the planes real? Were they? Were I they, mean, I'm, what about Building Seven? So here's the thing: <laughs> like, the older I get, the more conspiracy theories me seem too. actually plausible. Yeah. Like when I was younger, and if you would have asked me that, I'm like, no, you're just an idiot. Like, clearly, this is what happened. But the older you get, and you like. Like, you know learn more about the government and you know you watch the news more and all this stuff you like it's not too far-fetched so right. i won't say i believe it but i won't say it's unbelievable either you're really young though so when 9-11 happened yes i'm young and i'm attractive yeah you, you were, you've heard you, it here you're first. you're like you're you're like what 24 oh i'm 29 i'll be 30 actually in two wow yeah. wow mm-hmm. uh so you were you were that young when it happened. But yeah, you were we were actually when I was young. I remember one two eleven. I'm sorry. 
9-11. We're just going to start calling it. 11 It's a good band. 7-Eleven. Yeah. When I was younger, um, I think I was about 15 when 9-Eleven happened. And I hadn't even heard of, I didn't know what the World Trade Center was or anything. And I remember my dad, he was watching it like on the news and I just remember the news uh, anchor going and the second building's now going down like something like right. that that's the only thing I really like I was like oh and then my dad was like you can stay home today from school and that's the only thing I remember from 9-11 is that I got to stay home from school yeah I was teaching school at that time high school actually and we didn't even we, all we did was watch it in the classroom and finally at 10 o'clock I was like we've got to turn this off you guys we've got to try to do some learning and people were like not today <laughs> they're like no I think this is a day everyone was just kind of like we're not going to learn today it was a weird day for me I woke up at like I don't know 11am when my mom screaming at me like our nation is under attack it's like Pearl Harbor then, um, how old is your mom does she sound like that yeah when she's she, yelling she's yeah, like she's 50 like, she's, like, <laughs> she's older than that she's like 60 something um and then uh, I went to work, and at the time, I used to, uh, I worked at the hospital, pushing around this tiny shopping cart in the basement, filled with x-rays and filing them, just mm-hmm. with headphones on, and um, I just remember my boss pulling me aside and being like, yo, um, you know, we didn't really ever think it would ever happen, but, you know, when we all signed our contracts to work here, including you, um, we can hold you here for 72 hours if our country gets bombed, so we just want you to know that. Like, that well, they're like, we'll make a fuck ton of money. <laughs> Right, but uh, and you might just be mopping or something, or just being here because right. they will. They had like an alert to hold all hospital personnel, so they're like, just so there are so people they're there. Like, clear your plans. They're like just like be they're like be be near your phone. Wow, yeah, that's kind of. I was just the X-ray guy. Like, right. yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I'd want to be with my family. I don't think I'd want to be held, even if you made a lot of money. Like, I kind of think if I were being bombed, I'd want to be by my loved ones. You know? Yeah. Or they could all be with me at the hospital, whichever works. I think well, I'd rather be at the hospital. In a time of war, in a time of war, your hospitals are supposedly because there's we're rules safe, of yeah. war, like oh, and, and they're sovereign, yeah. right? Right. They're, except if you're ex- in Syria, <laughs> right? Except if you're American doing it from the other end, then we can do yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, we want. well, we gotta do what we gotta do to help these people in these hospitals that we're bombing, right? But now, like, if it was an American, one of the safest places to be probably would be a hospital, unless all the rules of war went out the window and they're like, but I mean, if if the holocaust, the nuclear holocaust comes, yeah, I don't even know why people follow rules when you think about it. Like, wh- why? Like, we don't follow rules. Why should they have to follow well, rules? Of no. Us? So here's a question for you: okay. If the apocalypse is upon us and everything is crazy, do you think that people will become more collaborative, or do you think that they'll just be fucking and killing each other? It'll be like, will it go to like rape and murder, or will it go to like, all right, what can we, what can we get no, together? Gonna How go are we going to survive? Is it, I think it'll be rape exactly and like Walking Dead. You think it's going to be small groups of people that going trust around each other. that trust each other and everyone else is trying to rape yeah, and murder you. I think they've got it I can see it. It's like, yeah. like a half and half situation. I, I can mean, see that. Yeah. But I think it would be like small fragments of people being decent and then like the other huge. Yeah. So who's on your apocalypse team? My apocalypse. Like from, Katrina Davis. Oh, Carrie You're- Washington for sure because I love her. So she's definitely there for like. I just feel like she. Like, yeah, I want you to say why. So who like who's your sniper rifleist? Okay, okay. Who's your food person? This is a lot. Okay, well definitely for emotional support and encouragement, Maxine Waters, because she is a maverick and she's amazing and she doesn't mince words and she like she's seen some shit and she's still like, hey you guys, we got work to do, so wake up. So you just know in that situation she wouldn't be like as downtrodden as everyone else. Like she'd be the one like be like, wake up, come on, we gotta go get water from the 
the whale or whatever is happening. And then um, I guess the sniper would be the guy who killed all those cops in L.A. Because <laughs> <laughs> clearly he knows what he's doing. He right. has some training. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Nope. You've got to have a chef. Who's your a chef, chef on board? God, I'm a vegan, so like any really, I don't know too many famous chefs. I mean, I definitely don't want that guy who's always yelling at people. There's the Chez Panisse. I know, I know which one you're talking about. He was on a chef's table. Gordon, Gordon. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, I don't want him. I want someone like a mom type, like who's gonna, wait, do we include family or is this? It's whatever you want. So is the family like already like kind of a given? No, not necessarily. I wouldn't have any of my family on my apocalypse team. Okay, see, I would have my mom there for sure. (laughs) She and Carrie Washington would be on the same platform because they both seem like very motherly, beautiful people. So my mom, my dad, because I mean, she's my dad. So basically, intermediate family, exactly. Oh, and my niece, because she's adorable. Oh, I guess her parents. I just, I feel like right. maybe everybody, I just feel like you you can't, you can't. See, that's yeah. that's good that you have a, that you have a big resource, a big yeah. apocalypse resource. Either that or a big liability. It's right. one or the other. Because if you care. It's going to be like four or five anesthesiologists. Four or five <laughs> anesthesiologists. So you could just be on drugs the whole time. Yeah, totally. Wow. Yeah. That's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's totally. actually not a... That kind of like reminds me of that movie 28 Days Later. I never saw that. That was a good... It was like kind of the first of its genre because before then, zombies were just really lethargic Wait, and sluggish. It's, like it's a fast-moving right zombie movie. movie. It's where the zombies it's run a, fast. It's very scary. What's the 28 Days movie or the Something Days movie about two people that are trying to get off meth? Off meth? I don't know what is that, that one spun? is. Is that spun? No, it's something, something... About... Tw- tw- uh, it might just be 28 days? I don't, I don't know. That's no, see, now that's the one with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's that's what I was in, thinking of. He wasn't yeah. on meth? She wasn't on meth. She, uh, was, she was an alcoholic. She was an alcoholic, yeah. What? At the uh, wedding, at the wedding, she freaks out. She freaks out at her sister's wedding. And then she's like, and everyone's like, you need to stop. And she's like, whatever. Man, and I watch that movie and I'm like, oh my God, everyone's uh, wants to send me to rehab. What did you see? Or what did you think? Were you on meth when you saw the show? Cause no, that's what it, it is. You just, you just Sherlock like, the you shit just, out of that. You country. just switched it around like something was on meth and Sandra. I don't know if it was her or me, but there was some no, meth involved. No, I've never, I've done meth once, but. Uh, How was that? Did you get a I lot done? I got so terrified once it kicked in that I drank a whole fifth of vodka. Oh, that's... I don't remember anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. That sounds yeah. like your body's like, I don't know how we're yeah, going to get through this. Yeah, it was just this, like, I, like, I took this huge hit from this glass pipe and I was just like, what the fuck? And then uh, just drank a whole bottle of Absolute. And then you kind of just died and for I like a and day. Then I, I vaguely remember... Uh, oh, fuck. I'll be honest. I, made, I made out with a cougar and... A cougar. Threw, and a real cougar or the woman, an uh, older woman? An older woman. Because it seems like with meth, it's, it's a, it's a, it could happen. It could happen. Yeah. Like, I fucked a cougar. It was crazy. <laughs> we have kids now. Half cougar, half man. That would be yeah. awesome. Those yeah. would be the cutest babies those would be ever. The, those would be the babies that save us. Those would be the, the babies cougar. that lead the resistance. Uh, yeah. Cougar babies? The cougar babies. Fuck, yeah. Lead the resistance. If they don't like what you're saying, they're just like, like they just scratch you off Yeah, their they're like, claws. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Uh, so good. We've we've tr- we've covered the apocalypse. Great. So we're all good. We're all good for our <laughs> we apocalypse believe, plan. We believe in the apocalypse. So how how long uh, how long do you think it's going to be before everything falls apart? I don't. How much time do we have? I don't think like that. I um. I Nostra Davis. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't think like that. Because look, man, Beyonce is having twins. Serena Williams is pregnant. Do you think that these are signs of the apocalypse? Because I think this is a sign that we're going to be here for a really long time. <laughs> because I'm Serena Williams', Williams child pre- will be like no, a god I to us now. I just think they're really responsible people who wouldn't have kids if they thought. Right. That Beyonce's got shit together, man. I like her. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, worst case scenario, they know that they're just going to have to leave the planet with their rich kids and, like, start another. Right. Like, because they said Saturn, right? The One of the moons in Saturn is, is hosp- hospitable yeah. to us. It's well, tidying. before we do that, there's they've been um, they've been building the underground bunkers for quite some time. So I think that the rich people will be fine because they'll just go inside the mountains. I think, like, no matter what, though, no, no matter how rich you are, like, you can't really avoid an apocalyptic, like, environment like it might be because better. money becomes nothing at that point yeah money is i mean like what is like you don't like everyone's in the apocalypse like your bodyguard's concern isn't going to be oh this is the apocalypse but i work for beyonce they're going to be like <laughs> no like this is the apocalypse fuck you i gotta go take care of me like so everyone's basically just gonna have to come to, and then we'll really see if all lives matter yeah absolutely <laughs> well i mean but then it just becomes shows it becomes displays of power like or I mean, I've never. I've heard people say it could be possibly like the Hunger Games. I've never seen that franchise, but that's the theory. I don't really think. I feel like people are just really like pussies right now. To be honest, like Americans at least, yeah. Americans, because this is this is our generation's fight, and the only thing we can think about is, oh, we're all gonna die. Like, shit, man. Bernie Sanders was like, this is like my fifth thing, like this month, like this ain't anything, you know. Like Maxine Waters, all these people, they've gone through some shit like they've been in the civil rights movement you know they've right. they're in you know they're in congress or whatever and they're still like making oops sorry making efforts for equality so to me it's like when i hear people have this defeatist attitude about like oh trump's in office yeah and we had reagan and we had bush and we're all still alive you know what's the what's I don't the, trust any of them i don't trust a single fucking one of them i don't trust yeah any i mean either. to be honest you have more of a privilege being an asshole in america than you do in any other country because we it's we generally don't get fucked with that much like that terrorist attack like you know in 9-11 that was like that's like every day for some countries like they're like what are you crying about like if you ever watch the news sometimes like if you look at the news you will see these people don't even cry sometimes when they're holding dead bodies because it's a tuesday for them you know like that's it. It's a Tuesday. And like dead. we have like child soldiers in Africa. Yeah, you think that we yeah. you think our kids got it hard? They're looking at fucking iPhones and going like, oh, the internet's slow. Have you read? Uh, and then can I say something really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Being a person of color is a 9/11 every day. Boom! <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Try being black or brown. Or well, yeah, so it's I was like gonna say that. I was gonna ask a woman. Jesus fuck. Yeah. I was yeah, gonna exactly. ask Katrina, what's the last? What's the last moment of racism that you experienced? How how soon ago was that? Like, was it watched, ten hours ago? Was it fifteen? Was it three days ago? Like, when was your last experience of racism? Uh, I mean, if you count systematic oppression, then right now, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't, I don't really have like a moment. I don't know. It's funny because I think like racism so like i was talking about this i talk about racism a lot with my white friends and i've actually just stopped because it's either 
it's just really frustrating to talk to white people about oppression because they don't think it exists they don't right? think it they exists and don't. they think it ex- exists on these extreme spectrums like oh well you're not getting lynched so clearly racism's over it's like right right like, right well no like there's other and you know we oh. are systematically we are being lynched every day like yeah we're not being hung on trees but we're being killed by the police at a higher rate we're being incarcerated at a higher rate so it's like that you know yeah okay maybe not as super you know maybe not as openly you know but it's still happening so um i but at the same time i mean like it's like i feel like people can be conditioned for things so like honestly like if i did experience something really racist i might not understand the nuance of it like for example if a white person like I remember my friend she was saying how she um, was driving somewhere and like she was speeding and then she stopped and then there was like this white guy behind her like an older white guy and he got out the car and he like was like don't drive like that you know right so like some people could just see that as like oh this like older guy was just being an old <laughs> an old man and like telling like hey you better slow down whereas the other view from a you know from a uh, racial aspect is like this white guy felt like he had the balls enough to go talk to this talk town to some black girl because you know she needed a firm talking to and that's right that's racist you know and it's like you could look at it both ways and i think sometimes just being you know this living you kind of get I won't say you get used to racism, but oh, absolutely, yeah, you, get you get used, used to, to it. But it's like you don't. It's like a total someone, conditioning. So, like, basically, when you asked me that question, I was like, I couldn't tell you because I don't see any like big examples of that. Like, other than like, if someone called me a nigger, then I could be like, oh, well, Tuesday, you yeah, know? Tuesday, that happened. Right, I'm right, just right, saying, right. like, in order for me to really notice, like, have really noticeable racist experiences in my life, they have to be extreme. Like, right, right. But that doesn't take away from the fact that racism is in the fabric of everything in this country it's like the frog in the pot thing where you put the frog in the pot and then you turn the heat up and the frog won't jump out of the pot because they just kind of get used to the water and then they boil in the water who's putting frogs in pots well it's just but it's it's a thing i i, I mean it's just a it's thing a, you it's can a do it's a yeah, it's a thing you can do to a frog like they just won't recognize that the water's too warm until then they're dead and they could hop out of the pot at any time but that's what racism does to us it's it's so ubiquitous and it's so everywhere and we're I, all sitting in the pot in the hot the, the i don't the mean to get stuck in this pot thing but i feel like that's such a white thing because only white people want to know how much <laughs> pain they can put in something before it reacts right. whereas black people are like what the fuck are you doing with a frog in a pot right, like right. Are you, like a psychopath but i know that's not the point but that's but, i mean i guess you can you can eat frogs too but yeah you can i've had chicken legs well frog legs frog and they legs. taste like chicken right i've yeah. had them before in, in new orleans and delicious I had them in my kitchen you you have them in your kitchen you made them yourself no my dad oh wow like it was really exciting for us as a family like my dad's really cool like that he would just like make these little experiences for us that were like big deals but also like super casual like we're having frog legs tonight which isn't like something you hear people say a lot right but it's like he's bringing this really cool like experience to our household what are other culinary experiences that he brought you oh oh baked chicken every night Ooh. and he thought he was changing it by just changing the sauce like he'd be like today it's mushroom of chicken today it's tomato ch-. something like and you're like you have done nothing different than change the Campbell soup can like that's literally all it is he he is um he makes really good small pieces of fried chicken awesome like the wings and stuff he does very well on um, my mom 
makes very good fried chicken in the larger scale. Like gotcha. The breast and like, you know, the bigger parts. They're still together. They are. That's amazing. What yeah. is it? that uh, They've been married for like 30 years? 30. 30 more than that. My dad, I, I think I misquoted him and he was like, how old is your brother? And I was like, he'll be 36. He's like, okay, we've been married 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they've been together. It'll be 35 years. in July. That is so rare. Yeah. And they're not religious people? No, that's probably why they're still together. But that's crazy. <laughs> See, that, that goes against, like, the, for what we've been taught is, like, you know, Christians are good for family structure. I, I want to know who's been and, teaching this, because, like, I don't... I mean, when you look in the Bible, isn't there examples of people being horrible? Like, oh, and they're yeah, all supposedly Christians? Like, I don't know. I don't know. God did horrible things. Yeah, well, God still does horrible right, things. Right, yeah. <laughs> Fair it, enough. It's, it's, it's such a weird fucking thing to be born, because you can't escape where you're came from mm-hmm. you know it's like you could be born you know anywhere and any color anything any history mm-hmm. well it depends if you believe in the soul thing though is it like there's a bunch of baby souls that are up there in some weird like like uh what's it like hourglass and then like one drips out and whoever's gonna have a baby that soul just goes right into them so that oh. your soul could be like it is what it is it's colorless it's odorless it doesn't it's just and then like it you just your time and you drop out the bottom of the tiny hour the big enormous hourglass and then you just shoot out whatever I vagina mean, happens like kids, to be there that's actually a nice way of looking at it I prefer that over the stork who are, <laughs> there's kids who are our age that are going oh yeah my parents were at Waco Texas and got killed there at the David Koresh thing I mean like wow. everybody's got some fucked up shit that they're it's not their fault, you know, right, like, right, right. especially for, I mean, I feel like a lot of the issues that like people have with each other are so old that like, I mean, not to say people aren't doing wrong shit and not doing bad things like the all right, there's fucking cunts, but like I, the, but it's like a lot of the shit that is lumped in with who you are, you're not responsible for. You mean like, like kind of like having history. like a heritage? Like, yeah. I agree, but if you continue to perpetuate certain things from your lineage, then you are now accountable for that. So See, but we're not we're dumb Americans now and I feel like that most of the sins, if you'll call them, the bad things that we do, we do without knowledge. Like I think people do what's in their best interest, right? But I don't even think people are thinking about doing bad. I think that the things when bad things are being done to people, most people don't even know they're doing it. It's like You mean like if I was it, hitting you? Well, no, but that's see that's different. But that's the thing is I would never hit anybody. So right. it's hard for me to be like So you're saying some people are evil because they've been conditioned to be evil and they don't even aware? know they're being evil. Like see, maybe they've grown up in Texas their whole life and their dad works for Halliburton and they're like, "Oh, of course." And so like they grow up in this family where their dad works for a corporation that totally funds the war machine and is part of the right. war machine. But they don't even recognize that that's a thing cuz that's what they're dad did and then they're like well I'm going to work for Halliburton or I'm going to go into the military because that's what we do and they don't necessarily because like how would a soldier how does a soldier actually kill somebody and think that it's okay like you can be in war and you can come back and you can aren't they kind of brainwashed in the army like don't they break you down and build you up so like I get it I mean it's the same way they're even sold to go into these well sometimes like uh, like uh, I was watching, uh, was it Fahrenheit 9/11? I think oh, it was. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And like Michael Moore was talking about how like you have these places like Flint, Michigan, where like they'll have recruiters because they're like sign up today and get like you know five thousand dollar bonus or whatever. So it's like if you're going into the military, as far as the financial situation, you may not have, you may not agree with the politics like literally, but it might be your only way out of Flint, Michigan. You know, so there's yeah, that. Yeah, they prey on those people. Yeah. So, but if it's more like you are upholding your daddy's like legacy or whatever 
whatever because you know he was uh your descendants of like you know general lee you know right like, right i mean even that i you could say that's i mean because some of these things it's like yeah i could see you being conditioned but at a certain age you can't that can't be your excuse like you can't be like 40 watching the news yeah you're right and you being can... around people and then like well my dad said that muslims are terrible it's like yeah but you work with muslims every day and you've seen nothing happen or any type of violence has you know happened towards you because of their being muslim so it's like you can either some people are just willfully ignorant too right so it's like you can be you could totally be in the face of like the opposition and they're making valid points and whatever and you know you even feel like okay that makes sense because a lot of the things is for me it's more that people like for example if you take away if two people are the exact same and there's one difference and that's based on how they treat that's where you'll find the prejudice right right so like um if you know it's good not to hit people like let's just say in general like uh like okay for example there's the berkeley um thing that happened in berkeley the right. neo-nazi right, yeah, yeah, alt-right yeah. thing versus like you know the resistance right so i guarantee you if you take both those groups aside not to say that the resistance was wrong i'm just saying that if you take any of those groups right and you say hey hitting's wrong and they go yeah and then you say hey hitting's wrong and they go yeah and then they hit each other that's because there's some type of prejudice there that's allowing them to look past their own morals as far as knowing what's wrong but thinking it's okay to do this because it's right in this regard right 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 wow oh, philosophy we're breaking down philosophy right here on some call me tim why people make make choices i when have i hit the only person i've ever hit uh, is which is actually terrible to know, but it's my boyfriend. But only because I knew, I knew he, only because you knew he wouldn't hit you back. Only because I knew he wouldn't hit me back, and I was really angry. In, oh, of course, right? Because you're really angry. Has anybody that you've ever hated, like with your heart, like stereotypically or whatever, heart. like helped you? Has anyone I've ever hated helped me? Yeah. Um. Not like not like. I'm talking about like a stranger that you would look at and be like, I hate this motherfucker, and like. Uh, maybe like save your ass somehow or like trying to think because like most interactions I've had with people I generally don't hate people um it's a strong word right uh, you know what I'm saying I mean I'm trying to think because I feel like people like people I have that disdain for like I've never met in person so like I've right, ne- right. like for example like I've never been like I hate Trump and then Trump brought me a Pepsi like that's hasn't <laughs> happened no, no, like, like, I, I, was, I was gonna say like one time in college um, I was broke as fuck so I used to shave my head all the time and you were what? Uh, I was broke okay so I just had clippers I just shaved my head mm-hmm. and um, I was at some house party it was like 110 degrees outside and, okay uh, so I'm wearing like a white beater shaved head so you're basically looking like a skinhead right exactly. now okay totally. and um this guy and his buddy had stolen my girlfriend's backpack and they were bigger than me and i was just pissed and i was like kind of staring at him but i was like kind of scared because i was like i knew i'd get my ass whooped right but you and defend um, your lady's backpack. the guys see me staring at them and they come over and um they, they were white too mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they're yelling at me like asking me questions acting tough and then all of a sudden they get really scared just take off running and i look behind me and there's all these white pride guys 
just like uh, that because out. your head was shaved. Uh, they because were just like, they yeah, shaved, and they're like, "What chapter are you?" And I'm like, "I'm, I'm like, I, all uh, the I Aryan I was chapter, like, like chapter I was like, eleven. I was just like, uh, I'm, she, just, I'm, I was like I'm just new in town, and um, I've had long hair ever since. Wow. Yeah, like, I'm not doing um, that again. How easy it is for me. But I mean, I would. I don't. I mean, I, I thank like I a really them, and I'm thankful that they were there, but. So you generally hate them. Uh, I don't want to know what they do on the weeknights. You know, like, See, okay, like I feel like that's a kind of a different thing from the question, I guess, in a yeah. way. Like because like basically it was like a case of mistaken identity. Like they only right. helped you because they too thought you were a hateful well, person. Like, exactly <laughs> certain things mean different things to everybody else. Right. Like the shaved head meant I don't have any money to me, but to okay. those guys it meant brother. I get it. So like a group but, you would normally <laughs> or just like a fraction of people like Yeah. Um it's just, so it's like you could be doing something totally un- unaware to, and that could mean something totally different to think, somebody else. I think I could see examples of that happening, but I just can't think of one. Yeah. Can, you can't think of any group of people that get make you really frustrated. Because then it just sounds like, like I'm say, a racist. Wait, well, let's just not say hate, but let's say super... Like, for me, um, people that are... The, the thing that makes me the most angry is when people are dumb, but they think they're smart. Uh, when they're yeah. uneducated, but yeah. then they're telling me about feminism. Yeah, like, like when people try to engage me in a debate on feminism, but I know that they I have actually don't call myself. no idea. Yeah, I actually don't really like the word. I don't have a problem with people who call themselves feminists, but me... I do not. I just believe in equality, and there's nothing against right. the word. I just I've think, seen so many people use it in so many different contexts that I don't even really know what it means. But sometimes it's funny because I can, like, if I make a comment on a man's like post, and they'd be like, "The feminist agenda," and I'm like, "Oh my!" It's like kind of just like like how men say we're emotional. Like that's just so easy, like cheap shot for them to be like, "Oh, you feminist!" Like it's like an insult, and it's right, not. Right. But it's like a way for them to kind of be like, "You're getting emotional. You're getting a little too high strong, and you know your opinion doesn't really matter." And blah blah. So right. Um, I'm trying to think of a time where, well, I guess in that case, any man that's been nice to me is an example of that because they're all horrible. Um, the only time I won't have a problem with it is if, and I have a boyfriend too, but I'll still accept it. If I'm at a bar and a gentleman buys me a drink, mm-hmm. I will say thank you and I will interact with him for at least a minute. Right. And then I, I consider that payment for the drink. Right. You bought me a drink. Thank See, you so guys much. Don't, they're like, I, I brought you this drink, inter- so where's your vagina? Well, no, I'm like, I'll. Inter- they basically bought me for a minute. They bought me. They bought my attentions for a minute. I will pay attention to them and be very pleasant. I don't even take drinks, so at this point, you you just can't See, be I'm, too safe. With I'm me. really poor, though. I am <laughs> poor as well, but you won't I take w- a drink. I won't, because I've had like experience with dudes where like I went to dinner with some guy one time who was like. It was super crazy. Like, um, so, like, we went to dinner. He was, first of all, dinner was at 8. I got there at 8. He's already eating a salad, like some damn, like, Hannibal Lecter. Wow. And I'm like, uh, he's like, well, I didn't know how long you were going to be, so I ordered already. I was there at the time. I could see if I was 10 minutes late, and he said, well, I didn't know you were going to be, so I ordered the salad. But I was on time, and he had the salad. But anyway, so it was a horrible date, and like the Warriors were playing. Oh, I love the Warriors. Yeah, apparently he loved the Warriors too because when I was talking, the game was no. right behind my head, like the TV. And he was going like, "Yeah!" But he was like, so I'd be like saying something like, "Yeah, my grandma died." He'd be like, "Ha ha, you crazy!" And like just keep watching the game, like something like that, like where it's like. 
that's not crazy or funny but like and then he answered the <gasps> phone like his brother called him or something and, he, and i was like well this steak is great but this is it and then he was like was oh. it a this is a first date yeah and then this he was like oh do you want to go play pool or something i'm like why would i want to prolong this and then he said right. do you like this he tried to do this bullshit thing where he like tried to put two questions in one so like the answer is yes to both like he was like i like movies do you like movies i have netflix do you want to go watch netflix it's like yes to one of those but not to both but he encompassed right, right, it as right. one giant question i said but then he made it seem like i was crazy because i was like no i don't want to go watch movies he's like you don't like movies i'm like i don't know i don't know you to go to your house and want to watch movies like he was making it seem right. like i hated movies because i didn't want to go to his place like this is the only place where movies exist right. and i didn't want to go there right so i didn't go because again women can never be too safe being um, going to watch a movie could be going to die right um, right so right, right. I didn't, and then like he was like, "You want to go play pool?" And I was like, "Yeah, because I'm thinking I'm going to call it a night." And my friend worked right across the street from where the date was at the time, so I just texted her like, "Hey, the date's over. Like, you need a ride home because it was around the time she gets off work." And she was like, "Yeah, it's okay. Meet me at this corner." So I get in the car. At the time, I was driving a red Durango. Oh, Burgundy. I'm sorry, a Burgundy Durango. <laughs> and um, I'm driving, and like, you know, I'm talking to my friend, and. Uh, he pulls off like he said goodbye and everything like I left from the restaurant and I walked to my car just like maybe a block or two away and then so like that was it like he didn't walk me to my car or anything so like I'm in the car driving and he pulls up to the side and he like kind of halfway gets out the car and like waves his phone at me like to say like hey check your phone and then I see that I have like three or four missed calls from him and we've just like said goodbye like maybe five ten minutes ago and then I pick up the phone and I'm like hello he's like wow and I'm like that's like a joke now for me and my sister every time we wow. go yeah like every time we do something like that somebody else doesn't want to do we're like wow really <laughs> so anyway so he's and he's like you know I thought we had a good time I'm like what are you talking about he's like I was gonna see if you want to play pool I'm like what is this of you in pool no and then I was like uh <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. He's like, I know you already had plans. And then for some reason, I started to feel guilty. Like, oh, man, I shouldn't have had plans. And I was like, wait, I didn't have plans. And secondly, like, the date's over. I don't want am supposed to be on standby in case you want to have, you, you know, some later arrangement. Right. And um, I was like, oh, okay. So then I decided, thank God, he's already shown me he's crazy. And right. I just kept checking my rearview mirror as I was driving. Like, I was trying to take, like, different alternate routes. just Because you don't want to see have him see where you live. Yeah. Um, Good, smart move. You know, living Stay in sexy, these, don't get murdered. Like, yeah. <laughs> living wow. in Oakland, you know, you pick up some things. But anyway. So this was Tinder or OkCupid? Okay it was neither. I was seeing I'm poor too so this is where being poor gets you in these bad situations I was poor and I was buying food and he came in and said can I get that for you and of course me being poor I let him buy my Snickers wow and then he was like you wanna go out and eat some steak um no basically so at a certain point in a woman's life you have to just acknowledge that dating is just a bunch of free meals like you're probably right, right. not gonna find the one it's true uh there was an app called lulu mm-hmm. back in the day um and it was where women could rate men and like check boxes about mm-hmm. different things they did on the dates and men didn't have access to it so it's like a database facebook snuck it in 
and the terms and agreements, and we just all click yes on that and never read it, but all the men agreed to be a part of Lulu. Okay. And um, I found out about it. I was fucking outraged, so I got a girl to look me up on it, and my... <laughs> I was outraged, so yeah. I infiltrated... Yeah, so um, I found it, and I was so sad to see that um, one girl had rated uh, me as uh, extra boring, but always pays. <gasps> Wow! What did it say? Yeah. I'm sorry. Extra boring, but always pays. So what did yeah. you do with that? And that was one of like the leading hashtags on oh. the fucking app. It made me misogynistic for a short period of time. This um, would be a good. This would be a good joke for your funnier die job. Yeah. About funny <laughs> hashtags of of yeah. nice guys. That's not a bad idea. Hashtags. There for are nice no guys. nice guys. Because then also what happened back to my story. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's okay. We can learn about your misogynistic ways later. Right. <laughs> no, but um, the so yeah, you will. Like, no. Yeah, you little bitch. <laughs> so you, he bought you a Snickers, then he bought you. No, so he brought my heart. No, <laughs> no. So that was how we met, and then like he was like, "I'm an architect," and I was like, "All right," because again, I'm getting older, so maybe he's not the one. But financially, you know, I can at least get a personal trainer out of the deal. <laughs> so um, I, you know, went on a date, and then that happened, and then I was like, "We should." never i should never meet this person again whether it's in public or not right so he texted me on sunday like super like hey i'm gonna go have brunch you want to come and i'm like again i love food so if i'm saying no to food then there's an issue right and i was like mm, no oh, and, then he's French like, toast. and then he's like oh i have tickets to a warriors game do you want to go and I'm like, God. <gasps> tickets to a warriors game but this is pre like warriors um championship so like it was the lakers game last week i'm from the, the era last. where you couldn't give warrior tickets away like i remember they had us reading program at Oakland Libraries and if you just like you don't have to read the book if you rented the book they would give you a warrior wow. ticket so yeah so that I'm still from that era so when someone's like you want warrior tickets I'm like mm, not really like, oh my so, god they're so hot right now now they're hot they're, they're hot win. they're the hot ticket tonight is actually game two uh, of the uh I, I am actually a really big Warriors fan. So I understand when... It's terrible, though. He shouldn't have had a date during a Warriors game. If he wanted to take you on a date during a Warriors game, then you should have been sitting next to each other at a bar watching the motherfucking Warriors yeah, game. Yeah, and that would have been my incredibly date. Next time I know not to have dates on Warriors night. Well, no, but it's, it's, if they're not a Warriors fan, it doesn't matter. But That's if they are a Warriors fan, then they're a bad Warriors fan. Because I don't, would never do that. Yeah, I mean, I guess it works either way. But the end point of this story is that... I told him like because he kept like messaging me and then I was like you know I don't really feel like comfortable because that's the thing too they tell women to be honest with men and the moment they are the moment is like like every time I have to tell a guy no thank you I'm just like physically bracing myself for like whatever verbal abuse is about to come after that Right. so like after I told him like no I don't want to go on a date with you he's like well fuck you you're a bitch like I make $80 an hour that's more than you'll ever make blah 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 wow. and you're fat and you look like the Michelin man and I was what? like sir you saw how I looked when you brought my snickers okay this is no delusion so that's why women lie to men and i remember someone saying because i got curbed by marshawn lynch like not curbed like i wasn't trying to hit on him but i asked for his autograph and he said no and it was whatever right and the guy said the same way marshawn lynch said no to you or i'm gonna get because he made a joke like i'm gonna go get a pin but we're like on the streets like there's no way he could get a pin but so anyway so like that was what he said and some guy said well the same way he said that to you is how women tell men that they have a boyfriend so they don't hurt their feelings I said no that's not why women do it women do it so they don't die so women themselves don't get hurt right so yeah men men how long have you been single god it's like an anniversary um coming up it will be about nine years wow yeah 
Did you, and you had a, a long-term relationship before that? Or? I, yeah, it was like my first, first everything, my first boyfriend, my first, first. Right. Um, and I just like had this whole idea that I had put in my head about how relationships work. Basically, right, everything right. I know about relationships at that time were based off like Disney movies. Just and <laughs> Lifetime movies. It and was a Lifetime. combination. Someday my prince will like, come. Yeah, that's like where the knife comes yeah, in. Yeah. yeah, so like I was with him and he was horrible, but I was like, well, he was my first and I have to be with him forever and we're going to have like little kids. And so wow. that's when I was 21 and that's what I was thinking. And then eventually his car broke and we just stopped dating. Wow. <laughs> so do you believe in love? Uh, yes. Do you I do. believe that there's one specific person for everybody, or they're like? I think there's multiple people for multiple people, right. but I don't mean that to say like you have to go through like a swarm of people in your life. I mean to say like, if one guy doesn't work out, there's another guy that will. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Right. And and what are you? How are you? Are you worried about the fish? Are you not worried about? I mean, do you just? I mean, are you dating a lot? Are no, you? I, I've kind of given up on dating. Honestly, I just like if it happens, it happens, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Cause I think a lot of my time being younger, I was really like stressed around like am I gonna meet somebody I mean it still hurts like when people say things like um if you want you you like I hate when people say like um you can't love somebody until you love yourself oh yeah like, that's me, bullshit I feel like that's cliche and that's not true because I know plenty of people who hate themselves who are in relationships yeah I hate myself and I'm in a really great relationship see yeah there you go breaking stereotypes. I hate myself all the time I, 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 I even just yesterday I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like you're an asshole yeah so talking like, to you myself that. you know that you just don't like outwardly project it unknowingly like most people yeah, yeah so I don't so that's kind of like where I don't hate myself, but I also feel like, like I've been in therapy for a year, like I've lost some weight, like I feel like I've taken care of myself enough to like, if that's what you have to do, then I should totally find somebody. But I actually, I end up just getting really annoyed in the subject because it's like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like, I mean, I've had sex in those nine years, so that hasn't been an issue, but like, I guess just, I get, I don't know, like, is there some mating call I'm not doing? Like, I don't know what it is. So I just, like, at this point, I'm just like, let me focus on comedy because it's something I've always wanted to do and, like, you know, just being more settled with myself. And you take great headshots. I looked at your website and I looked through your headshots. They're really good. Yeah. They're really good. They're really professional. I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) Is that, is that like your, is that your full-time gig? Yeah. I do that. Um, and season's starting up now. So awesome like, for weddings. And oh yeah. my God, you, I've seen your wedding photography too. And it's really interesting because you have really, it's really artistic, and it's not like traditional, like cheesy and dumb like most wedding photography I've seen. <laughs> it's like you. it's like artistic, really fun with the lighting and like I try. It's it's really neat. But you, if you do wedding photography, you're constantly immersed in everyone else's love. Doesn't that that's make true. you like? No, I mean that's funny because every it really depends on like like. I've done so many weddings now where it's like you're kind of immune to it. I only notice it when people bring it up. Or maybe I still notice it, but I haven't had like a cognitive like alert to it like I generally have had. Um, I It depends. Like there are sometimes, for me, sometimes I hate when like a cute guy comes up to me and he's talking. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to go join my girlfriend because weddings are a couple's uh, thing. So it's right. like it's kind of silly for me to think they're there alone. But then I'm like, oh, you got my hopes up for like two seconds. Like right. I hate when people who aren't single add me on Facebook. Like sure. men yeah. who are attractive who add me on Facebook. I'm like, stop Fuck wasting my fucking time. Yeah. If you have a girlfriend and you're attractive, do not add me because that's not what I'm looking for in Facebook friendships right now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to have you on the, um, in fact, 
we could actually use you for the next one if you wanted to be in on it because you are a photographer so it could be 21 plus my the new show i do every second saturday of the month um it's a speed dating show and we get one bachelor or bachelorette uh who's eligible and awesome and then we have all the comedians who are dirty douchebags would i be the bachelor yeah you'd be the bachelorette so the first one we did was with a soccer mom that's basically the comedy scene that doesn't need to be a show it's like Uh, a woman and then a bunch of horrible men who are not qualified always vying for your and that's exactly it's great though i mean so we do it on stage and uh so last week we speed dated 21 women comedians we had them speed date a chef and it was funny because like he was like i connected with like almost all of them and he had such a fun time and the time before with the woman that we had the um the soccer mom she's divorced and she has like a 12 year old and she was like i want to meet your young guys that have no responsibility and then i could just have fun with and we could just go out mm-hmm. and uh she was real picky she only liked three of them but they were really i mean but i either how end, dare I, the single mom be picky how dare she <laughs> you take what you can get in this life um I would totally do that as the. She can be as picky as she wants. Yeah, she could be. She could pick none of them if she wanted, but she liked three of them. Yeah, that's the thing. See, I feel like I'd be like too emotionally invested in the show. I'm def. I'm definitely up for it. I just want to let you know, like, this is what's going to happen if (laughs) if it happens. I'm going to connect with like the best looking, best like mindful like not crazy guy and he's gonna be like this was just a game and I'm like ah! and then all the other guys are gonna be like well do you want a slice of pizza and <laughs> yeah. I'm like no and then you have to buy it for them exactly that's exactly they're how poor. comedians work yeah comedians are like do you, do you wanna do you wanna go get a slice of pizza yeah or like, like, like yeah. hey let's hang out and like, smoke uh, I don't have any money like yeah. when I first got into comedy which was like a month ago um, I would be like hey do people wanna meet and stuff you know, like, because I was reading this book, this comedy book, and it was saying how you need comedy buddies and blah, blah. So I was like... Is it in a book? Yeah, it's called The Comedy Bible. So, like, <laughs> it was... Uh, who's, I think Judy that? Carter? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I, re- in, I read, like, 20 pages of it. Me too, after, like, my first yeah, then night. I, then I just, like, hucked it across. Yeah, the after room. I did my first stand-up, I was like, all right, I think I've got the gist of it. But, yeah, yeah so, like, in, like, um, the book, she's like, you need a comedy buddy. So I, um, like, would reach out on, like, you know, Facebook, like, hey, there's any comedians, like, Let's all get together and smoke and make jokes like at the lake. And then like you show up and they're like, yeah, so you said we were smoking and it's like really just, it was my duty to show up with like the weed. Like I thought like. Was that, was that like Keith D? Is he the one who showed up? <laughs> no, <laughs> like I don't know Keith or, D. Or a Zach Wiseman maneuver. It sounds like either one of them. Yeah, we're going to hang out and you bought the weed, right? <laughs> yeah, like I said we were smoking, but I know I also had to be like, you know, uh, you know, I didn't know I had to bring the weed as well. So, yeah. These guys, these, these crazy guys. These guys, no shivery. No, 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 no. And you can't expect it from... That's the one beauty of being a comedian is you can be a selfish, dirty douchebag and it doesn't matter. And it's funny because when you start and you're like, I want to make comedy buddies and I'm going to pay attention to everybody's set. And I still do, even six years later. But the guys, they come, they eat, they leave. They show up, they do their time, they, they get do. out. They do! That's what I, drives me crazy. And that's like male privilege. Like It's just like all over the comedy scene. Like Because the things guys get away with in comedy, like it's... Ugh. Yeah. Like there's this one comedian and he smells so bad. Like and I'm not saying anything. Don't you have to say any names? I probably like, know who it is. He smells. You probably yeah. You probably do. He smells horrible and he's making jokes about blowjobs. And I'm like, who? Who is giving you a blowjob? Yeah, what? Really. And then you have to remember. I guess not every woman is as great. Cause I think women are great. So I guess when I when I have those stories and people like I hear that and I'm like, who are these women? I have to remember. Like not all women, are, like. 
some women don't mind giving hobo-esque smells right you know, like they, they don't that's okay like, like they'll give the, that guy a blowjob like yeah i mm. personally would appreciate at least ni- a nice dousing well it, no that's the entitlement that's the entitlement of men in general that they can be dirty gross fuck balls but women have to have their eyeball eyebrows perfectly waxed it has to be natural too they yeah you can't have too much makeup he, but you and you can't look too unnatural yeah. but then you can't have any like i have a friend who thought that a guy broke up with her because she didn't pluck the um, arm hair on her mole. She had two dark arm hair on her mole and she realized that night he broke up with her. She's like, oh my God, I didn't pluck my arm hair. That's funny how women Was always that... think it has to be superficial. Like men can't right. just be horrible. Like it's like, it's clearly because I blinked twice and I was only supposed to blink once. Right. Like it's all these crazy I didn't. Things. I didn't shave my legs and they were just a little stubbly and then I, that must be it. But the thing is that guys don't have to take care of themselves at all. Yeah. But then they have expectations on women that are yeah, like, absolutely. like I remember over the charts. I was like, going at guys house right and like you know i have like a weave and i was going to his house he's like oh i like like i'm going to your house for you like we could possibly end up doing something in route he's like messaging oh i like natural hair like i'm supposed to change my hair on the way to this dick appointment like wow. it should, shouldn't that be enough that i'm about to give you my vagina and right. you're like by the way could you do something with your hair like god you, jesus you christ t- your hair looks fucking great thank you but it wasn't natural so it's like hey it is hair it's just not your hair and i'm like well what are you, it is your hair how it's much on your sex head. are you going to be having with my hair like right, exactly is that really where the is attention is from like some, for some people <laughs> it might people, so man. like yeah so men are horrible men, a lot of men don't know how much they talk themselves out of vagina like girls will just go in there like hey this guy just doesn't say oh, we th- figure it out about 20 minutes later yeah like when it's too yeah. late like when like yeah. if you're like if this guy just doesn't say like, if, like there's like a really small list of things that like if you don't say you'll probably get sex and then guys just say it off the cuff and you're right, like oh right, god damn right. you have a backup list for like you know just to be nice you're like well he didn't say anything on this is Oh, nigger, damn it. Like, God, like he said something on the backup list. Like, so, yeah, men are... Uh, you could teach classes. You could teach a, an hour-long seminar to men because they all complain. They but all the thing is, complain. men complain, but they also don't listen to women to change. Oh. So, like, even if you had the class, it had to be, like, top... Like, if I had a puppet on my hand that was a guy, they'd probably listen to the puppet. They wouldn't listen to me. They're like, I'm Professor Blonde. And they'd be like, oh... <laughs> And then, like, they'd have I'm a professor qu- vagina. Yeah, and then, Listen like, to me. they'd ask a question and I'd answer it. And they'd be like, no, 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 not for you. It's for it's professor vagina. Yeah. Like, I'm not talking to you, woman. I'm talking to the inanimate object in your hand. So, you, you, you'd really believe that men subjugate women at every turn where they don't see us as equal there is no equality i think like so i think earlier we were talking about conditioning right and right. i i don't think that all men are horrible it's just it's like when you talk about something in general you just kind of preface it as that but it's not necessarily accurate so when i say men are horrible it's not i don't think all men are horrible i just it's fun to say um but um i definitely think there are a lot of men who actually are more progressive um it's kind of hard to say men are progressive in a way because it's like you're only more progressive it's like comparing a rotten apple to a regular apple right and you're like yeah you're progressive but the people i generally deal with are really not progressive at all so it's not like by much like just the fact that men are able to go like even i know some people get mad at men calling themselves feminists i personally like it because it feels like they're trying to like join us in arms sure so like i mean those men are out there plucked arms yeah like (laughs) plucked arms so those guys are out there but it's like 
they're very few in between when you have like this whole like when 53 percent men voted for trump right, right. Or mm-hmm. white men voted for trump so it's like yeah so like the 47 percent, i guess maybe they might not even be like guys who identify as feminine they might just be like guys who aren't horrible like right. that's really all it is so it's like it's it's one of those things where like I don't think I think and I also think men are conditioned so like necessarily like uh, I mean not necessarily sorry so basically like um I remember I was having an argument with these guys about like uh I don't like when men address women as females Uh, I uh think that's rude and I think it's dehumanizing and I think it's kind of just you know uh, dwindling us down to like our organs rather than sure. us as people right. and I was telling this guy he's like well what would he's like cause he said I have female friends and I said you shouldn't call them female friends you just either call them your friends or your lady friends or something Sure, that's my opinion I know a lot of people think it's silly and it's trivial but I think a lot of people don't realize how much language conditions people to be okay with actions Sure. so like um I was like, you shouldn't do that because, again, you're dehumanizing them and, you know, blah, blah, goes into misogyny, etc. He's like, well, I didn't call her a bitch. I said she was a female. I'm like, yeah, but you're still, like, dehumanizing her. And I'm not saying a bitch and a female are the exact same thing. I'm just saying, like, it's another form of, like, it's a slight no, microaggression. I, 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 have a jo- I have a joke about it. There, mm-hmm. You know, I'm a female. Yeah. I'm a person. We're all humans. Mm-hmm. We're all people. And, and I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. Right. But that's like my joke. But it is. It's about language. All language is political. Yeah. Mm, so it's menstruating. Like, yeah. Menstruating. Yeah. <laughs> of course, menstruating because it's painful. Right. It's, so that, isn't that funny that they put men in menstruation? That's so dumb. Because they're putting themselves in our bodies again. Again. So this is why I think that men are conditioned to subjugate women is that now, I can at least say now Sorry. times, is that... Every 12-year-old has a fucking iPhone, and every iPhone has access to every single bit of porn that's ever existed. And when you're 12 years old, and you have access to all the porn, all, all of it, and the majority of it is made for the male gaze, and it's all made in a specific way, specifically for men, of course you think every wa- woman wants to suck your dick. Well, in porn's defense, I watched a lot of porn, too, when I was younger, and I don't, uh, I do not objectify women. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, I did learn a lot of things that were wrong with porn as far as like the woman being super vocal and like the guy just like fingers her and she's like ah like that like right, right, that's right. why I had to unlearn that because that's when you're a woman watching porn you kind of like feel like you're a freak because you're not having these reactions to like what, am I supposed e- to be like that is yeah, that what sex is yeah am I supposed is? to be like super vocal but see that's what it teaches boys young boys especially if they their parents haven't even talked to them about sex yet and suddenly they're looking at all this tons and tons of porn and they're 12 and they don't have anyone but their friends to talk about it and they're like yeah girls love to take it up the butt and it's like okay. see that's the thing too this is where men are kind of like this is where some things that's why I was talking about like people are only as good as their personal interests. Right. so like for for example like if you are a guy and you watch all this porn and you come to the notion that women like anal sex because of something you've seen on TV with somebody who is not representative of all women and then you meet a woman and she's like I actually hate anal sex I really hate it and then you meet another and you just meet multiple women who hate anal sex but you're like no I saw this porn and this woman who right. represents all women loves anal not the women I've met in real life <laughs> like that's at that point it's just you being an asshole it's not that you were conditioned to believe that women only like it this way like if you are t- 
talking to real life women and they're saying i don't like anal sex but you're like no you're wrong you do <laughs> wrong then that and that's also where i'm saying like it protects your personal interest because There's subtle social clues to figure all this out yeah but like as a like when i say personal interest too like if it weren't in a man's personal interest to believe that like it was this easy for women to be pleased in sex then they wouldn't have a hard time understanding it because if you it's like when we talk about like a rape right and like guys always have to compare women like i have a joke about this too like how like a guy will go like you can't rape women it's like if you stole someone's car and it's like shouldn't raping women stand alone like why do i have to compare it to a car but it's like that's how you have to explain it to men because men love cars but men don't love women right so if it's in your personal interest to explain so you have to explain rape to a man the way he would actually value something right right so, yeah. wow because we're objects yeah instead we're not of being even actual women people. have to be compared to objects to be humanized like that's, that's the so irony in it amazing yeah wow this has been great yeah conversation fun. today thank you Katrina for having Davis. Me. thank you for being on some call me tim uh i think that we kind of got through your beliefs is there anything else you want to add before we get to the the pervert fervor we, the second half of the show is beepity boopity music. Um, treat people the way you want to be treated, and hopefully that's a kind way of being treated. If you want to be treated like an asshole, don't treat people like assholes. Just don't treat. Just right. kind of stay to yourself. And that's so funny because it, that, that's exactly what Jesus said. Ben, you don't I believe in it. Jesus, and I so that's great. See? That's awesome. He's got a new follower on Twitter. Jesus's Twitter. <laughs> Jesus is, is Jesus. <laughs> Hashtag Jesus. There's a Jesus Twitter. That's amazing. I love it. There's God too. God has his own Twitter? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Motherfucker won't follow me back. I, uh, who does, who's got the, what hubris of what individual goes, I'm going to run God's Twitter? It's probably somebody that worked at Twitter and was like, His secretary. God. I'm yeah. taking God. I got it. I got Jesus. I'm doing Virgin of Mary. Yeah. Coming back. Uh, well, again, thank you, Katrina Davis. You guys can look her up on Facebook. You can go to katrinadavisphotography.com and, uh, Look up all of her, her, her great stuff and maybe contract oh, her. I have a show on April 25th. I think at the Brainwash. I'm still cool. waiting for the flyer. It's at 6.30. So if you want to hear the rape joke live, yeah. you can come there and hear. Yeah. Is it a cookies and comedy show? I, don't so know. I think it's on a Tuesday. I, it's on the 25th? That a I'm t- guessing that the 25th is a Tuesday. Either way, that's, that's the Trying day. To think I hope I'm not have- putting out erroneous facts, alternative facts. 22nd it might be on a Wednesday because the 22nd is a Saturday 23rd 24th no it is it's next it's Tuesday the 25th oh my god I have a calendar in my head yay (laughs) you're a genius no I just I just figured out the dates because I know that the 22nd is because 420 is tomorrow I'm so excited about I'm so about excited, that. excited I'm like too. I know, like Hitler's birthday. I love Hitler's birthday. I think Saddam Hussein was born <gasps> in April something, too. Let's look up Saddam. Uh, I know it's Hitler's birthday, that's for sure. But it is 420, so everybody who has a card, definitely get out there. Go to your favorite dispensary, because there's yeah, great, There's going to be so many deals. deals. So many deals. Shambhala, spin in the wheel, go to Purple Star across the street. Um, that's all on the mission here. I, I mean, I love them all. Go, to, go get your dabs, the dab bar at Urban Farm. Head on down to Spark. They got some good stuff. Uh, and uh, and tomorrow's a big day, so get out there. April 28th. Me and Saddam Hussein have the same birthday. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Wow. Either I'm going to be a dictator or I'm going to be a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you feel about tater tots? Maybe that's what it's all about. 
tater tots dictator i'm sorry i suck uh thank you like i don't hate it i haven't no the ones i got from the cafeteria were generally pretty shitty so yeah i like I'm them not, real crispy yeah 450 22 minutes nice and crispy nice and tight uh-huh all right everybody we are gonna are you gonna play pervert fervor off of the off of three or off of four off your phone or off the, it's all, it's in the thing. and then it's three so i'll just bring this up did you press play yeah, it's, uh, there it is uh, we just lifted the curtain uh, hey everybody, thanks for joining us on Some Call Me Tim. Thanks to Katrina Daviskin and Timothy Renato Pisa, also renowned as Pervert Pervert. Oh, can I, can I plug something real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, away. Go to uh, funnyordie.com. Look for the channel Way Cooler with a Beak. Every week you'll see a uh, new uh, drawing of uh, somebody with a beak. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the first one was Aubrey Plaza with a platypus beak. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a new project. Badass. Yeah. I didn't yeah, hear yeah. such an artist. Uh, <laughs> come out Saturday, uh, Friday night to uh, Hell Hat, which is going to be here at 8 o'clock. Uh, some really great comedians pulling things out of a hat, being funny. Uh, it's $5. It's always a good time. And that's that's it. I'm, I'm at 420 weekend party this weekend. We're having a 420 party up in uh, Santa Rosa. It's going to be great. Nine bands, 10 hours. Should be a good time. Sleeping over, doing some shrooms. Everybody, it's going to be fun. Uh, thanks to Juju in the audience and her cousin or friend or whoever. Yay! And uh, as always, go to the Brainwash. Definitely go see Katrina next uh, Tuesday. I was there yesterday. There's an open mic tonight. Everybody has a good time. Bye!
me. You're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. 
So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question. Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world, with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio, when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on MutinyRadio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. This is a story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. 